Hey everybody and welcome to an explosive wild ride with Steve-O. This is the first that anybody has heard from my dear friend Bam Margera in quite some time. And with that said, there's been a lot of rumors and conspiracy theories and crazy stuff swirling around Bam. And I'm thrilled that you're going to be able to hear from Bam what really has been going on and as we go into this i would love to set the record straight that number one bam has not ever been under a conservatorship that the temporary guardianship he was under did not ever have any financial implications and what's come to be known as the free bam movement has really been very toxic it's served to try to assassinate the character of bam's former guardian lima who has never been paid to work on Bam's case, has never done anything but try to help Bam, and it's been very upsetting to see people not only encouraging Bam to leave treatment and go get loaded, but just attacking this woman who's been so helpful and so beloved by Bam's family and friends. So I just wanted to set the record straight on that. Also, this episode was recorded a while back, and we held on to it until now. And with that said, let's get into it. May God have mercy on our souls. Ladies and gentlemen, Bam Margera. Yeah, man. Here I am in Orlando, Florida. I got a break from treatment center in uh, Boca Raton, but I'm at the Dalton Canaan and Destin Dern triplets. They got a half pipe out back and uh, Phoenix is super stoked because he's going to Disney tomorrow. Oh, man. I love it. We've taken care of letting everybody know where you are. <laughs> Let's uh, put your social security number up on next. If you don't mind. Yeah. Well, wow, I'm dude. not stoked because I went skating for the first day and some little poison shit ass waxed the half pipe coping like an iceberg Eskimo and like a penguin. I went broke my wrist and elbow my wrist was like a shape of an s and my bone was practically popping out the back they gave me the shit that killed michael jackson and knocked me straight out put it back in the place They're like he cannot be awake for this shit um <laughs> shit the uh the honest truth i think is bam that we've reached an age where our bones break way more easily oh yeah this is my 11th wrist break on this one Wow. 11th okay. on that wrist. I think I think the only thing left to break is my my right clavicle. Uh, my left clavicle is ready to get some hardware out <laughs> because I got 16 staples in the head from cracking my head open from uh, filming the Bloodhound Gang uh, um, Cribs episode. And then um, I got eight broken ribs, four broken ribs. Then I got... Um, Four broken wrists, 11 broken wrists, broken elbow twice now, and then um, three broken feet over here. I've broken every finger and every toes numerous amounts of times. Broken tailbone, which sucks. I did the broken tailbone was when they showed your wiener on MTV, huh? Yeah, my two-inch hose. (laughs) (laughs) All right. um, So, dude, let's just come out and say it, that us having this conversation is fucking explosive 
like almost radioactive. Some people, I mean, yeah. like the, the interest in people hearing from you, people yeah. hearing, seeing us together is yeah. off the charts. And, yeah, I did uh, it. I did a year of alcohol treatment, and I actually have never felt better. I actually didn't realize I had such a problem that I did. And uh, did you know, or I, do? That's a distinction that we need to be clear about. Yeah, I guess do. Um, yeah, because Novak said, "Dude, if you just do a year, you'll understand how much better you will feel." Because you always go 30 to 60 days, maybe 90 tops. But if you just do a year, you'll understand. And I call him up after you. I'm like, Novak, I understand. I get it. I feel great now. You know, I, I do not want that lifestyle. I got a four-year-old. I don't miss the hangovers whatsoever. And uh, I just don't want to return to that anymore. Okay. And I think that that is, is, is very good. Um, mm. I also... I have to be honest that I'm concerned that uh, I, I get the impression that you feel like, all right, I'm done. I, you know, I did my year of treatment and now I'm done and now I can kind of get back to running around and doing my own thing. Like I, I worry like crazy that you feel yeah. that the problem you have with alcoholism is something that you can handle on your own. Well, I still have 90 more days of class, but I'm going to transfer to Carlsbad to finish the classes, but they, they still drug test, alcohol test you every time I go. Right. I mean, yeah. just to give you um, an idea of what it was like for me, I remember understanding the statistics for yeah. alcoholics staying sober. They are not in our favor, Bam. Most alcoholics yeah. die drunk of causes related directly to alcoholism. And yeah. I, I've heard that only like 5% make it. And when I went yeah. into rehab, I was like, dude, I want to be in that 5% and I'm willing to do whatever it takes to give myself the advantage. And that's why I lived in the little halfway house to protect yeah. my sobriety. I stayed in the little halfway house until I was two years sober. And only then when I left the halfway house, even then, I, I, I needed to live like next door to like a sober guy because I wanted to protect my sobriety so much, you know, like, and um, yeah. it, it's just important to really, really protect it. And I say that as a guy who loves you, man, like uh, if, you got to know. Yeah. You know, it's not my job to say who's an alcoholic or who's not, but I think that we can agree. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah i know dude i've been i've been going for it for 10 years or more uh like uh, there would be breaks and shit but i mean uh, there are times i would just wake up to whiskey and hot sure and and, and without you know, and just fail all day long when i'd wake up with a hangover i just you know sure and with and every time there was a break without fail whenever you took so much as one sip of alcohol then the whole gorilla came out of the cage. You open that door, one little crack, and the whole gorilla comes out of the cage, and you can't get the gorilla back in the cage. Yeah, and not to mention, if I ever made skating plans or workout plans, I'm like, dude, all bets are off. I'm drinking. Like, for some reason, when I'm drinking, all activities are off. I just like to sit at home or whatever, crack jokes, watch TV, whatever. But, I mean, I'll paint and stuff, but I'm, I'm not productive like skating wise or working out wise i just don't feel like it right and what was so but hard I'm, was it hard to admit that you had a problem or was there i a think so because um man because I, I 
I wasn't like going out and being a, uh, I wasn't going out to bars and I wasn't being a mess. So, um, the fact that I, I learned how to control behaving myself, but still being wasted, I felt like I, I had an excuse to say I'm better than I was. Can, can you help enlighten us as to what period you're referring to when you were able to control being... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, dude, those days are so long gone, Bam. Like, you yeah. didn't control shit. <laughs> well, I, I've tried every which method. I'm like, all right, I'm only going to sip on White Claws from now on. Yeah. Then I'd be like, all right, I'm only going to sip whiskey just very every so once in a while. That didn't work out. All right, I'm just going to do white wine during dinner. You know, that didn't work. <laughs> like, sure. I tried it all, and I, I figured out that it, it just always turns into one glass, turns into two, then it turns into a bottle, turns into two bottles, and I'm out looking for booger shook. Sure. I mean, I, and, and I yeah. think that we've, we've established that over and over again. And the other thing, too, is that by definition, an alcoholic can't keep himself sober. You know, that's why we have yeah. this community of yeah. people who keep each other sober and we yeah. stay sober by helping other people stay sober. And I'm telling you, man, that like the, the secret to success as an alcoholic is to join this team and do what we do. Well, that's why I liked when I packed up everything and I moved to San Marcos in Southern California because I had such a tight group of skater friends that were sober. I had Naveed, the shaman who I was hiking with all the time, eight miles a day, sometimes five at five in the morning. It was like our ritual. And then um, I was doing the Sheckler meetings all the time. I was doing your Wednesday meeting, um, your home group. And, um, it was just working out. Then I twisted my ankle at Tony Hawk's house. Then from all there, it was just downhill. I'm like, I'm getting my six pack of fucking white claw. <laughs> then, it, then it turned into 12 pack. And then I right. just started sitting around and drinking. And, and I'm particularly nervous, like right now. And this is the reason why I wanted to talk to you right now is because you've got like a whole year that you've been in treatment. You're really like a good sort of distance from your last drink. And I feel like if that, if the idea crawls into your head that you can get away with having a sip on some kind of a drink and then the whole gorilla comes out of the cage again, like yeah. I really- I don't want to do that anymore. And one should not want to do drugs, much less smoke cigarettes or vape. You know, as a society, we are at a point where people look upon smokers and vapors as losers. I said it, and I don't think you want to be a loser. I personally could not be more thrilled that I quit smoking cigarettes well over 10 years ago now. And I am even more thrilled that the Wild Ride podcast is here to help you quit cigarettes and or vaping. How? Because we've teamed up with Fume. It's this company that is just kicking butt in the quit smoking department. It, they make wooden inhalers that are handcrafted that have cores which are infused with plant oils which are proven to help with cravings and help you quit now how do you get it you go to breathefume.com slash stevo that's b-r-e-a-t-h-e-f-u-m 
dot com slash Stevo. By doing that and using the promo code Stevo, you get 10% off your entire order. And man, they've got these things so dialed in with just great flavors like cozy chai. Screw the vaping. Screw the, the, the tobacco. Screw the nicotine. There is no nicotine in fume products because they don't need it. These plant oils are getting the job done and getting it done well as proven by thousands of five-star reviews from very happy, new, non-smokers slash born-again winners. So, let's get you off the stupid vape and the stupid tobacco. Get you on fume by going to breathefume.com slash Stevo. Use the promo code Stevo to get 10% off your order and love life as a winner. Now, let's get back to it. Yeah, I, I feel I like don't. it's really scary after everything you've been through over the last year, two years, yeah. that if you drink again and and the whole gorilla comes out, then we've got a serious problem on our hands. Yeah, and plus, I've done a year without a phone. I haven't had internet privileges. I haven't had music privilege because all the music's on my phone. So, like, once I turn my phone on and everybody knows I did a year sober, I have all these business opportunities that I do not want to fuck up. It's kind of like when Novak... Um, got the opportunity to work for Banyan Treatment Center and he got a really big paycheck that he's like, oh my God. You know, like he knows that if he sips on even a glass of wine and Banyan finds out he's fucked forever. So like he does not want to ruin his relationship with Banyan. He's making great money and he's helping people. Right. You know? Good. And and like with this now, I have a brand new phone number. So I let when Viva La Bam days and just my drunken days, I let so many people in my bubble that it just fucking exploded. So many drinking buddies, so many people just, yo, let me get your number. Like if I had a good time with you that night, yo, let me get your number. Yeah, sure. Whatever. And everybody would blow me up on the phone that I didn't even know who was important and who to answer to anymore. Now I got a tight group of friends that I talk to on the daily. You know, I don't. If somebody says, can I get your number? I say, nope. You know, I, I just keep it real tight. Talk to Danny Way on the regular, Yellow Wolf on the regular, you, um, you know, the Derns, Novak, um, Kat Von D, you know. I just, love that. And I got to yeah, yeah. say, I got to say I'm really grateful that you and I have maintained a friendship, particularly yeah. throughout everything that, that's gone on with Jackass. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And I really, really want you to know that even though I don't think you you choose to believe it, the fact is that the whole you getting your contract canceled or whatever you want to call it, kicked out of Jackass 4, was, was genuinely the same as me getting an intervention from Johnny Knoxville. You know, like the same know, people... But I got so much to say. Like in Jackass Two, I got if I've not drunk at the LAX airport with brass knuckles, I got a fucking felony charge, and I got high five for good press. Now I wind up sipping on a beer out front of a hotel on TMZ, and I get kicked out for for being a liability. It's just fucking ridiculous. Okay, 
I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll entertain some of that. And, and back in the days of Jackass number two, we were in our heyday. We were at our worst. Drugs and alcohol were still working for us. Nobody was getting locked up in rehab or jail or like just, yeah. you know, having public meltdowns. And yeah. I, I, I hope that you can understand that at a certain point, like specifically over the last few years that it stopped being fun. It stopped being yeah. funny. It stopped yeah. being cool. It stopped being something that we want to give, give you a high five for because we're like, we've been watching you self-destruct. I, I will say specifically Tremaine and Knoxville saved my life by enforcing some some consequences like if somebody doesn't well, they made me want to jump off the tallest building <laughs> on the planet okay be careful with seeing things like that because that triggers 5150s and saying i want oh, to jump I, off. I said that's why i got in my position because i said well i said if i don't see my kid if he's not on that airplane uh, then i'm gonna jump off a bridge or something right and then i got marchman acted in florida which means you have to do 90 days or something. And I said, have you ever seen my movies? I jump off of so many bridges into bushes and pools, you fucking idiots. I didn't mean I was going to kill myself. Right. So I did Madero Beach on the on the west side, and I made it 75 days. I had 15 days left. And they're like, bam, you've been rocking the same sweatpants for 75 days. I'll be like, yeah, I'm not trying to get any fucking pussy around here. I don't give a shit. <laughs> and they're like, well, you're getting kicked out for bad hygiene. I'm like, oh, my God. So I get to another place in Ocala National Forest. So I'm like, so this is day 76. They're like, oh, no, you're starting at square one. I'm like, motherfucker. So I make it to day 80 there, and I smoke a cigarette, and I throw it out, and it's smoking in a bush, and they film it. They're like, you could have lit the whole National Forest on fire. You're getting sent to West Palm Beach. I'm like, what the fuck? Now I know I'm getting back to square one. That's why I've been doing this shit for a year. Okay. And I, and I did 111 days there, and I wanted to get transferred to Florida because it was just a better option until I figured out that the Marchman Act only happens in Florida. Okay. Now, <laughs> what, what concerns me about, I mean, by the way, the stories are hilarious. Getting kicked out for bad hygiene and for trying to light a forest on fire. Both very funny anecdotes. But the, the what concerns me about that is that you describe it as, oh, and that sent me back to square one, the clock. And so I, I had to start over and, and it was longer yeah. before I could be done, you know, and, and I, I would just want to impress yeah. upon yeah. you that it's not about a beginning and an end. It's about learning a new way to live. And, and that new way to live is really, it's important uh, that, that we don't blame everything on everybody else and, and assume the no, role No, I know, but I already knew, I already knew in Arizona that I wanted to end it and be over with, with alcohol. Better off drinking water like I do with my liquid death. Come on. This is a company that's saving the world, baby. You got infinitely recyclable aluminum cans because plastic is destroying the world. Get hip to it, man. Liquid death. It looks like you're drinking a beer, but you're not. You're drinking water straight from the Alps. And it is good water, dude. Plus, they're hooking you up, man. If you go to liquiddeath.com slash Stevo, then you get free shipping on all of your orders of water and merch. And let's be clear. 
shipping water. I mean, water weighs a lot, you know. You're going to get cases of this awesome water and not have to pay for shipping. Very generous of this wonderful company, Liquid Death. Jump on this right now by going to liquiddeath.com slash stevo. Free shipping on all of your water and your merch and wait until you see their merch. It's hysterical. It's killer. So yeah, I love Liquid Death. Go get some at liquiddeath.com slash stevo. Now, but I had to finish my time and, and I, that just sucks that I had 10 more days left and I was right. done, but I got transferred and I had to do 90 again and then transfer and do 90 again. Right. I'm like, this is going to end. So now it finally but, um, ended. Now- um, yes. But, but now I have to just do outpatient treatment in Florida till July 17th. Then I'm going to move to Southern California and, and just do IOP, which is just, classes three days a week okay good and when and when you uh come to california like aside from the classes iop say when that ends like once all of the treatment is done like what's your plan for protecting your sobriety just go to meetings hang out with sober people get a sponsor maybe connor again i really liked him at checkler's place i love it yeah I love yeah. it. I mean, dude, like uh, that's the first time that you've ever sound, said anything that sounded like you you had some willingness to to join the team, and and it's yeah, borderline and, inappropriate. And, to- and my phone is just programmed with a very select few of just sober people. I love it. Like nobody else. It's just all sober friends or family. I love it. And and, and dude, I don't nothing- let anybody else in. There's nothing that I won't do or Novak, like any of our sober buddies, there's nothing we won't do to help you stay sober. Yeah. And yeah, I found myself really a lot more productive. I would let days go by without answering important people, which probably fucked up a lot of business deals. Like this fucker hasn't answered for a week. Let's let's just do the clothing line with somebody else or whatever, you know? <laughs> right. So let let me ask you, you said about this living without your phone, living with all of these, like, um, what, what's been going on with that? Because I've seen a lot of activity on social media with the hashtag free BAM. And people seem to think that you're the Britney Spears of jackass, the evil villains have taken over your life and stolen all your money. And like, can we safely say that none of that is true? I don't know what's been going on because I haven't been able to look. I, as a matter of fact, I can't even post on my Instagram. Everything has to go for Johnny Schiller from Heart Supply because I had to sign a contract because when I was dealing with the lawsuit with Paramount and Jackass, I was posted shit like, fuck these motherfuckers. Blah, blah, and it was potentially ruining my lawsuit. So I had to sign a paper saying that only johnny can clear what goes through my instagram so i don't even know my new passcode i can't control what goes on it can Um, i tell you i think that's good news (laughs) (laughs) like you you you, and i I couldn't be trusted with the laptop computer until i had been completely sober for nine months and even then it was a little bit questionable so i think that having that filter 
you know, I think I, I think that's absolutely great news. And yeah, I hope yeah. too, because I think that, that looking at your social media since you got out of treatment, it's feeling a lot more like you. When you yeah. were in treatment, it didn't. It was fucking obvious that that was not Bam posting. It was not in your voice. It it was like oddly, like sort of masquerading as you, but it wasn't you, and it seemed kind of ingenuine. And it's starting to feel more genuine. So I get the uh, sense that you're participating in what goes out. Yeah, I I I still haven't looked to see what has happened, but now that I have my phone back, I just shoot photos send it to schiller f and if he likes it or whatever then he'll post it that's but, good I mean, yeah that's but, um, good man, man because dude it, it's it's tough to see some of that fucking shit that you were posting man well at the time i just figured instagram should be real because everybody's posted stuff like at the beach when my buddy's having a blast <laughs> at the blah 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 having a blast i'm like why can't it be like this fucker backed into me and i'm having a shit day you know like like that's why if you know if i'm having a problem i'm gonna post it you know like and, right and i guess that's not the case because it's like bam's at it again you know like, yeah the problem but, is that it was very real and what was real was that you were having a fucking meltdown <laughs> you know like you could have used a little bit of uh less real yeah, <laughs> yeah. maybe a post at the beach would have done nice Right. <laughs> Man, well, at the beach with your buddies. <laughs> when I first checked into the last rehab, I, I made sure I was an A-plus student. I showered. I shaved. I fucking folded my clothes. I did my laundry. But my first roommate was this dude named Patrick, this portly dude. And the first thing I do, I'm like, ew, Patrick, you took a million ass shit and didn't even flush the toilet. What if not my fault the Twilight people? And then he smokes a cigarette. The ashtray is right fucking there. And he just puts it out in the wicker chair and melts it, throws it in the bush. I'm like, Patrick, the ash fucking tray is right there. What if not my fault I'm smoking a cigarette? And I'm like, Patrick, you didn't even do the dishes, you fucking slob. What if not my fault I'm cooking a hamburger? Like, nothing is his fault at all. Wow. Then my next, <laughs> then my next roommate was Kyle, and he's like, Oh, so you're from Philly. I'm from Newark, Delaware. Is that close to you? I'm like, yeah, it's 15 minutes. He's like, yeah, you know that 7-Eleven in Newark? I'm like, I don't know. Maybe. He's like, I used to ride my bike past there. I'm like, great story, Kyle. And then I'm on the phone. I'm very, very business phone call. I'm like, yeah, so anyway, he's like, yo, Bam, you ever seen Nutty Professor? I'm like, huh? I don't know. Maybe. He's like, yeah, this one guy, I forget what character, but he said this one thing. It was hilarious. I'm like, Great story, Kyle. Can you tell me that one again? <laughs> it's like a sitcom. Now, Bam, Bam, uh, you, you said that that you haven't been able to see any of the stuff that's been going on on social media, and I think that that's probably a blessing. Yeah. I, you know, fuck what goes on on social media. Yeah. There's nothing that, that we need to see there. But from your perspective of what you have seen and what your experience has been over the last year, can we safely say that you have not been a prisoner and mistreated and like, you know, like stolen from like, like the, the, the whole, like help us understand your situation. No, I, I've, I was just getting treatment for my alcohol and bipolar and, um, and I, I just did, more time than I was supposed to just from getting kicked out for dumb reasons. But, um, now I'm, I'm out. I get freedom. I get a phone and, uh, nobody was forcing me to be there. And, um, there is this really crazy lady that I know who has been like 
posting my guardian's number on my aunt missy nick don pierre's proxy and like has just been on a prowl just making up so many lies she has now has a lawsuit by five different people that are my friends or family that and i think she's even a fucking lawyer or something but but that's why she can get the dirt of everything. She has footage of me barfing in the back of the police car. She has footage of me getting handcuffed out of this nice hotel in in Madero Beach when when I had a I was going to surprise Nikki and Phoenix at a joint room at the top suite. I forget what the name was, but as soon as I went in to surprise knock him and surprise them, the cops were already there to arrest me. And I was on a couple white claws. I wasn't out of control, but they handcuffed me and said, you're getting Baker acted for saying you're going to jump off a bridge or whatever. I'm like, oh, I, my God. I, I can relate. Me? What's, I, the, what's I, a Baker yeah. act? Baker act is just Florida's version of a 5150. Yeah. Same exact thing. And yeah. I'm sorry. So, Steve, the Britney Spears thing, like that was a conservatorship and this it's is Brit different. Very different indeed. We will get into the specifics, but let me give you the broad stroke. There are financial implications in a conservatorship and perhaps even more substantial financial implications in being a businessman selling your own merch online with ShipStation. Like, for example, these killer shoes. They're never going to exist again. I mean, the only way to get them is at Stevo.com. Just like this skateboard. Only way to get it's at stevo.com. And when people order these things from stevo.com, you know how we ship them? With ShipStation. What is it? It's this easy to use interface that brings in all of the different methods of selling. Maybe you use Amazon. Maybe you use Etsy. Maybe you got your own website. It's one interface where you can do all of your shipping from that one interface and it brings in all of the different carriers like the United States Post Office, UPS, FedEx, plus it gives you the best prices from all of those car carriers, which are normally reserved for Fortune 500 companies. And even better news, you're going to get a 60-day free trial to see how well all of this works if you go to ShipStation.com. In the top right corner, you click the microphone, you plug in the promo code Stevo, and boom, you got a 60-day free trial. That is 60 days of absolutely free, hassle-free shipping with all of these great prices, with all of this easy-to-use interface. I mean, dude, your time is valuable, man. And like I said, there are major financial implications in building your own online empire if you're already selling stuff online then use ShipStation because you're going to be more cost effective you're going to be more efficient you're going to make more money and if you're not selling stuff online then get hip to it man because there's money to be made just check out how much we're doing at stevo.com so become your own boss get an online empire going use ShipStation. make ship happen at shipstation.com, microphone in the top right hand corner, use the promo code Stevo. Now, let's talk about this conservatorship nonsense. 
Britney Spears had a conservatorship, which has financial implications in which, like, she had no control of her own money and other people could spend their own money. And despite, like... People, conspiracy theorists online trying to say that that uh, a guardianship is the same as a conservatorship. It's not. And nobody has taken control of your money, Bam. Can we confirm that? Yeah, absolutely. I, my dad is my accountant, and it goes nowhere else but his his pocket. Right. So that would that that can that can help shut up a lot of noise that is very counterproductive, very destructive, and just bullshit. Yeah. And thank you for clearing that up. And if I hear you correctly, yeah. what's happened over the last year is that you've gotten help, which you acknowledge that you need. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Get a check. And the lawyer. good news is, like, if my dad was to rip me off, he doesn't like sports cars or fancy cars. He's too fat to fit in a Ferrari. All he likes is cheesesteaks and hoagies and Elvis memorabilia, which he already has all of it. I don't yeah. think there's anything left that he doesn't have. So he doesn't fucking want anything. So right. Okay. If, if he's going to rip me off, go ahead. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, like he, he's, he's the perfect person to handle my money because he, he's just not the type of person that needs Prada shoes and shit. He, you know, he doesn't he care. Definitely <laughs> loves you too. Um, so yeah. let's talk about some fun shit because, um, you and I were going back and forth on texts and, uh, I, you know, you, you're, you're excited about moving out to California and let's do some shit together. Let, let's create content. Yeah. And I'm super excited to help you create content and fucking, yeah. you know, blow up on YouTube. I've been super excited to help you, you know. Yeah, I'm stoked that you got my, yeah, you got my YouTube back because this idiot Leon Hill was pocketing so much money from me, I found out. I didn't and, get um, your he, YouTube he, back. I, he I would, created a new YouTube. He would not YouTube. give me my... <laughs> Yeah, but he would not give me the password to it because um, he. I think he got eighty thousand dollars from it, and um, and I, it was just a big mess. But um, so he what's was the new link? Hand- forking it over. I, I remember. Yeah, but up- I, have a, I have a lot of good stuff for the new YouTube channel. So um, thanks for hooking that up for me. But the and last I- text that we have, I was just looking at it. It says, "Stevo, I just jerk. I was trying to jerk off in the shower. I slipped and fell and I hurt my ass. I'm flying you in with a mitten on to throw me a bone here. You're like, who needs a mitten? <laughs> what is that? He said, put on a minute, put on a mitten and jack me off. A mitten because and it's, not, said, it's mitten. not gay if you have a mitten. <laughs> you have a glove on, it ain't gay. He's like, um, well, who needs a mitten? I'll just do it anyway. Now, I, I'm still, I think there's some confusion around the, this, this YouTube channel situation. I understand that yeah. I created a YouTube channel for you. But after I did that, yes. I saw on your Instagram that you had a channel linked in your Instagram bio. And I'm just like, what, what's going on? I don't understand. I'm confused. But didn't we get the slash Bam Margera or something? I think we like did. That? And that I, I don't know. Thing. So it's not like you got the channel, but you see the now problem is, is everybody handles everything on social media for me. So at the moment, can't control my Instagram. Facebook has that's been fine. long gone. That, that's fine. And it's um, better to bank good YouTube, content. You know, I don't know yet because you just started it. But like <laughs> everything is just out of my hands. 
Which is fine. I, I, which is fine. If, if At this yeah. point, Bam, if you can worry about one thing, which is get through the day without drinking alcohol or taking drugs and pull that off, then every day is a good day. Don't worry about anything yeah. else. And um, yeah. And when, when you get out here, I, I, I love the idea of us being active together, making dope-ass videos, working on y your live show, which you've already begun to work on. And, uh, yeah. you know, and stay sober and be, product be productive, be focused, and, you know, come back. Because like I've told you all along, you can't pretend to be in recovery. It's just, it's, it's completely fucking obvious. Like you either are or you aren't. And, uh, and, and I want that for you to really be in recovery. Everyone will see it. It'll be a whole new bam. And alcoholism is the only fucking disease where when you treat it and recover from it, you become a better version of yourself than you were before. If any other disease, the best you can hope for is to be as yeah. good as you were and, before. But this one makes you better. And I yeah, can't and wait for you to be. The worst part was, um, you know, I had to go a year without seeing Phoenix. And the age of four, the age of four is such a fun age. And I missed it all. And I just feel like I have so much lost time to make up for. And I just want to play with them and teach them everything I know and just make up for the fucking year that I missed, you know, um, you yeah, know, and, and I don't want to spend any time wasting time at any bars or anything anymore. I've yeah. done that far too long. Don't need it anymore. Hey, can you, yeah. can you uh, talk about your live show? What do you have planned? What, what are you working on? What's it going to be like? Yeah. Well, at the moment, um, me and Johnny Schiller from Heart Supply are really kicking in with uh, doing decks and clothing and, um, you know, tech decks are sold at Target right now. And um, and then me and Yellow Wolf, he started Gold Tooth Clothing and um, we're doing a collaboration with all my, you know, he, he looked at my book and saw all my jackass ideas. He's like, these are hilarious. We're doing a T-shirt line with this, you know, so um, so we're just doing a little collabo with that. And Danny Way and Yellow Wolf are doing this 5150 Psycho Elixir drink that they want me involved in. And, um, you know, when I was in rehab, I was wondering why I had a nutritionist and I wasn't losing any weight. And I found out that my one roommate, Big Ben, he's like, I'm, I'm like, have you always been this big? He's like, no, I gained 100 pounds in here. I'm like, how? He's like, from Zyprexa and Depakote. I'm like, that's what the fuck I'm on. I'm like, Doc, why are you giving me Zyprexa and Depakote? I told you I'm depressed because I'm top heavy and I can't skate. And he's like, well, it's an antidepressant. I'm like, but I'm getting more depressed, you idiot. So I got off that and I was dropping a pound a day. So, um, so to answer you know, Scott's I'm happy question, about that. so once I get to the weight that I want the to live then, show, then I'll start, um, you know, so the live show is coming together. Great. Yeah. And we're talking about the idea of, uh, of you coming on tour with me to try out your new material, uh, at the opening of my show. Oh yeah. Do, do we yeah, know what cities I, that I, are? I wrote a lot of funny material. We, um, we don't know anything I, about, I don't know if I want to blow it. I yeah, don't know don't if I want to save, blow it on, it, on We got some work to do on that. Surprise people. Yeah. But um, 
And also, I have this really good idea I've been working with with Joe DeVito from uh, Viva La Bam. He directed that with Nitro Circus he worked with. But um, I wanted to do this thing called the Earth Rocker Awards where I show up to first. I want to do it with musicians, rappers or rock stars and give. I don't trash your place. I cash your place. I knock on the door. I give you an Earth Rocker trophy. We film a day in the life, you know, maybe throwing some jackass type shit stunts and funniness in there. But um, I film a day in the life. I find out what kind of new music you're up to and whatever. And maybe we could do it with skateboarders or, or artists, you know, like painting artists that I like or um, whatever. But I think musicians would be the way to do it first because I just have a lot of new bands that no one knows about who needs to know about because I'm just sick of hearing the same old radio bullshit when there's bands to be heard. Like uh, I, I've heard it all. I've been all over the world, and there's so many radio hits that could be hits, but they're just signed to a German label or something. That's why you don't hear of them. Right. Did we ever get Bam's album blasted out of the last Dude, one? Dude, your eavesdropper album, I'll say it again, is so goddamn good. Where is yeah. that? Can people get that, download it? I love it. Thank you. Yeah. Dude, I I absolutely can't get enough yeah, of that album. Yeah. yeah, I feel like is it on YouTube or someone put it I'm out? I'm really somewhere? proud of that album. Um it's called The Eavesdroppers and it's you could you could hear it on YouTube, but um uh I don't know why my brother hasn't put it on iTunes yet. Um I should actually call him up and figure that out, but uh, I think he's the type of dude that wants to make a limited edition of vinyl pressings and just make it really um, for diehard fans. Yeah, put, yeah, put me in for like one because I want. I worked really hard on that album. Yeah, I, I'm really proud of that album, and um, it's that? it's fantastic. Oh, the eavesdroppers. Oh yeah. Oh, you've got it. Eavesdropper. Dad, get yeah, fucked, dude. We, 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 we recorded that in Iceland, and we did it. My brother bought Prince's soundboard from the Purple Rain era, and now my Castle Bam is a recording studio, and my wow. brother lives there. He's How? had Clutch in there, Killswitch Engage, um, uh, Danko Jones. Everybody wants to go there now because it's eight bedrooms that, that are empty. they got four-wheeler trails and four-wheelers, a skate park if they want to skate. So, I mean, it's perfect for rock bands to want to stay and be creative wow. and just have a big 14-acre field to just – you know, relax, a pool, hot tub, all that shit. So, Dope. right. Castle Bam Studios. <laughs> How many of those copies that you're holding are there right there? Because I want one of those. I think, I think, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely send you some, but I think we just did a pressing of 10,000. Okay, well, definitely uh, yeah. hook me up. And can I just say, Bam, that I just wish I could just give you a hug. I wish I could somehow just. Yeah transmit some kind of energy that would protect you and and make you healthy yeah. and happy because i fucking love you bro yeah i gotta say man you are always stuck by my side throughout all this and i gotta thank you for that i appreciate it um you know anytime i was really down in the dumpster having a rough patch you were always there to be by my side and i i can't thank you enough well, shit, man. I, I love the hell out of you, dude. I, I really do. And I, I find it particularly interesting, too, that when I was there, like, I never sugarcoated anything. I always told you, like, yeah. how it was. 
And I, I'm like the only person who didn't get in trouble with you for telling you what you didn't want to hear. And um, I, I just, re I just, I appreciate that. I'm grateful for that. And um, like I said, I just wish I could hug you and transmit some kind yeah, of energy. I, I feel like we're closer now than than when we were filming Jackass. Actually, <laughs> I mean for sure. And like. We can also let the record reflect that when you had been kicked out of the movie, that I was like oddly, surprisingly, like campaigning to get you back in the movie. And we were so close, Bam. We we had it to a point where you yeah, had. Yeah, I remember. A, we were so close. I know. We, we had. I was like writing scripts for you. Be like, tell them this, say this, and it's going to help get you back in the movie. And we got you to a point where you yeah. had a Zoom call with Johnny Knoxville, Spike Jones, Jeff Tremaine. And that was specifically yeah. the call where they were going to make the decision. You were all but back in and you got loaded and missed the fucking call. You you got loaded and no showed the call and and they had to see you on well, social. What happens was, yeah, I didn't have a computer and I was rushing to Danny Way's house and well, just right, but chocolate. but they had to see you all wasted on social media the night before, so they knew exactly why you missed the call and they were like, "Fuck, you know, we we were this close to letting him back in, but he made the decision for us." And I was fighting I so think, hard uh, for you. I, 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 everything meant meant for a reason, and I I'm much better off not being in it. I, well, I'm they, happy to not be in it. I, dude, that, I, I don't want to do that anymore. That, I don't want to be a part of it. I I'm much happier without it. Everything happens for a reason, and and uh, you're grateful yeah. for where you're at. That's the best thing I've heard you say this whole fucking time, man. And. Uh, I, 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 yeah. I was fighting for you to be in the movie. It didn't work, whatever. Everything worked out in the end. You're, you're uh, happy. Now that it's done and over with, I, I, I didn't want to do it in the first place. And when, when, when I did my year of treatment, I had to figure out how to be social again without alcohol. I had to learn how to not be bored again without alcohol. And, and it, I'm glad I actually did a year because if I would have done anything less then I might not have figured out how to cure my boredom and be social. Looking back on like the, uh, when you're in there in the year and like, you know, trying to find your part in all this, did you, did you have a problem? Like, did you f find out what your part in this whole situation was? P part in, in what part? Just in, in, in like how were you able to accept any responsibility for ending up in a rehab? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I was a fuck. I am an alcoholic, yeah, you know, yeah. like um, I have been for a long time. Uh, I remember when I was probably 24, I was so mesmerized by Villa Valo from him that, you know, he would just walk down the street in Finland and girls would literally faint, sometimes guys too. So I would just follow his lead. I'm like, he's buying a pack of cigarettes. I'm buying a pack of cigarettes. Getting a beer, I'm getting a beer. He's doing a shot of Sambuca. I'm doing a shot of Sambuca. Then, like, once he cracked open a beer and when he woke up, that was the first time I'm like, You're drinking in the morning in the daytime? He's like, Yeah, why not? Uh, he's like, You want one? I'm like, Well, I'm not going to let you do it alone, but this is fucking crazy. It was the first time I ever day drunk, drank. And uh, that that's when I just, you know, I thought it was crazy to be drunk in the day or even drink a beer in the day. 
I just thought it was a Friday night thing, you know. Now, am I correct that that Villa Vallo is sober for like a long time now? Yeah, yeah. He uh <laughs> I think it's probably six, seven years now, but I, I know that like occasionally he'll have a beer or two with a old pal, but um nothing more than that. He wow. won't do any kind of all nighters or shots. It'll just be a beer or two to catch up with an old pal. What I've heard, I don't know. Hmm. That's what I've heard from friends from Finland. All right, but it, it's very rare. Okay, well, dude, I um, uh, I gotta say, I'm I'm super stoked that you're where you're at now, and my only yeah. concern is keeping you where you're at now. You know, yeah. like it's sober and healthy and, and happy business opportunities. Like, I feel like there, there's progress being made and you've done a lot just in this conversation to indicate to me that you've made great progress and that we're, we're heading in a good direction. Yeah. And I've been doing five meetings a month or five meetings a week, every week. <laughs> good. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. I, we, we miss seeing you in San Diego, dude. I know. I can't wait to get there, man. Yeah. I really can't. I'm excited for yeah. your YouTube channel too. Like, are you for you? Cause I always yeah. tell people when people ask me like about you or you come up in conversation, I feel a need to tell people and remind people like you kind of invented this shit. Like you were playing around with your friends, filming shit, editing your videos and distributing them before yeah. YouTube, before yeah. any of this shit. So now for you looking at YouTube, like, I, I don't know. I mean, do you look at it? Like I invented this shit kind of, or like, how does it, how yeah, does YouTube I mean, strike I, you? I just, I knew that, you know, if, if you look at CKY2K or CKY1, it's something that you could always watch because, dude, skate videos just become so outdated. I remember watching Plan B questionable video over and over and over again because it was just such uncomparable to any other video. It was the best. Danny Way was the best. Uh, it was just uncomparable. And then now it's just they're getting better and better and better and better and like if you even watch questionable now it's just tricks that kids could do for fucking breakfast right you know but i mixed in funny ridiculous stunts in between pro skate tricks so it never gets old you know like you're always gonna laugh and watch great skating you know um which which was completely brand new to to the whole skating sport and when i played it to people that weren't skateboarders and they were laughing hysterical telling everybody everything was through word of mouth it sold a million copies you know like um that, that's why like you know i mean tremaine always says big brother started jackets well how come i sold over a million copies and big brother only sold like eighty thousand or something like that like he never gives me fucking credit is that what cky did out of the bootleg tapes yeah we never had one ad and i sold over a million of every single one of them millions and millions of copies yeah i mean everybody had cky 2k every, cky yeah. was definitely a huge deal you know yeah um and I, I agree with you there except for i think we got to acknowledge that it was knoxville and tremaine who reached out to spike and got it going and then they reached out to you saying hey do you want to come on board with this thing so how come how come spike jones has so much say in jackass when he came in a decade later because he had the 
the clout, the name, the you know, the the power to make this fucking thing start. Nobody else would have. Uh, if Spike's name wasn't attached to Jackass in the beginning, people would have looked at it and said, you can't put this fucking shit on TV. No, but no wait way. a minute. But when Jackass, the first season on MTV, he, he wasn't a part of it, was he? Yeah, he was. Absolutely. Oh, he was? For Didn't sure. And he also helped like shape the look of the show a little bit. Yeah. Like, uh, I did not know that. I, I just thought 10 years later he popped no, his no, head no, in the no. they, like, and then that was that. The only, the only way they even got a meeting was because Spike was attached to it. And, and I guess I re- he was just so MIA all the time. I just didn't yeah. know that he was even a part of it. Spike was the one who opened the door and I genuinely believe that without Spike, people would have looked at the footage that they were trying to sell and said, you cannot put this fuck reckless violent fucking crazy agree, shit yeah. on mean, tv spike, spike has made phenomenal movies because spike's name was attached to it it somehow made what we do permissible for broadcast television <laughs> you know yeah, yeah, i know and, well i heard i heard the first pitch to like hbo or right. something was like we're not fucking ever playing this you crazy right and then i guess mtv was like all right we'll give it a shot and then right. like a light switch and Spike was in both of those meetings. It was a massive, massive hit. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So technically, yeah, they um, did dude, start it. The funniest fucking thing ever. They never made it, though. There's some things that don't make it to Jackie. Yes, and one of them was Dave England was at the Venice the, Beach the diaper. drawing pictures. No, no. He was drawing pictures. His old ass, All 80 right, old lady France. was like, I'll take my picture drawn by you for $5. He's sitting there like this, only to reveal... Her naked ass, saggy tit with a minging ass pussy, and it just says slut. She's like, you need church. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, we will never, ever air this. I'm like, this is the best fucking skit ever, but wow, I agree. This should never be aired on television. Right. Yeah, Slut, minging ass pussy, saggy tits. <laughs> I, I didn't know that that didn't air. I, I thought, I, like, I thought it did, but either way, I remember it. And I remember it just about as fondly as you do. Oh, it was so funny, man. Yeah, man. Well, fuck, dude. Like, we, we've we've had uh, a glorious history, man, and and I'd yeah. like to think that we're gonna have a glorious future. And for that to be the case, I really, really want you to take seriously what they're telling you in in these fucking classes that you still have to go to, because that's like been the the most life saving thing for me. Like my life is good now because when I was in those rehabs, when I was in those classes, that outpatient shit that I really listened to what the fuck they said to do and I followed their suggestions and my life is really goddamn good because of it and i want the yeah. same for you you yeah. know so I, I got you man i i i'm done a year and i i get what novak was talking about completely now good man and, and i love you and and by all means man let's stay in touch the way we are let's Absolutely. Uh, let's let's keep doing the, the fucking thing and when you get out here let's fucking make it better and better and and then like when we're when we're in in a good spot, let's fucking go on tour, man. Rock and roll. I'm in. All right, brother. I love you, man. Anything love else you want to say now? Uh, like, man, Mike Tyson said this to me today. He said, he pointed to the cameras. He said, "There's millions of people watching right now. What do you want to tell them?" 
I want to give a shout out to the Derns for um, letting me stay here and hooking up uh, VIP tickets to Disney. Um, They had to hook up and um, Phoenix is just really excited. And so am I. (laughs) All right, man. And uh, we can tell everybody to follow your social media, but you're not going to know about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bring some, bring some of those CDs over to Carlsbad. I want to I want to grab a couple. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll have my brother mail them to you. Um, I'll look up the address to Typebox. Yeah, maybe we can ship some out of Typebox too if you get your. Oh, that'll be dude. awesome. Yeah, yeah. let's bring, do that. Bring really, all ten thousand yeah. of them. Dude. I love we'll, that album, man. I worked really hard on it. Yeah, dude, yeah. It's, I worked really it's hard on that album. And I'm super it's, stoked on it. It's unbelievable. I don't think there's one bad song on there. Yeah, bring all ten thousand to Typebox, and we'll get them out for you. Yeah, we will unload them in short order. Hey, Bam, you're the best. I love you. And uh, be healthy. Fucking listen to what they're telling you in those goddamn rehab classes. Yeah, man. All right, dude. Take care, (laughs) brother. Later, Bam. So there you have it. We heard it from the horse's mouth. And I think, uh, as I said in the intro, this was recorded with Bam some time ago. It was back in May. And I'm sure a lot of you know that shortly after he had some some issues where he, where he fled from from rehab. Well, he is back in rehab, and I urge everybody, please be supportive of Bam being in rehab, of taking sobriety seriously. Because anybody who's talking about free BAM, let him out, get him out of treatment. Like, you're trying to kill my fucking brother, you know, and don't do that. Let's all please be supportive of BAM's sobriety. And that's it. And thank you for sticking around to the end. Lots of love.